0: Peter Thiel said, From the Enlightenment on, modern political philosophy has been characterized by the abandonment of a set of questions that an earlier age had deemed central. What is a well-lived life? What does it mean to be human? What is the nature of the city and humanity? How does culture and religion fit into all this? For the modern world, the death of God was followed by the disappearance of the question of human nature. This disappearance had many repercussions. If humans can be approximated as rational economic actors, And ultimately, even Adam Smith and Karl Marx agree on this point. Then those who seek glory in the name of God or country appear odd, but if such odd people are commonplace and capable of asserting themselves with explosive force, then the amount of politics that pretends they do not exist needs to be re-examined. The Enlightenment undertook a major strategic retreat. If the only way to stop people from killing one another about the right way to open an egg involved a world where nobody thought about it too much. Then the intellectual costs of ceasing such thought seemed a small price to pay The question of human nature was abandoned because it was too perilous a question to debate. The world of entertainment represents the culmination of the shift away from politics. A representation of reality might appear to replace reality. Instead of violent wars, there could be violent video games. Instead of heroic feats, there could be thrilling amusement park rides. Instead of serious thought, there could be intrigues of all sorts, as in a soap opera. It is a world where people spend their lives amusing themselves to death. A direct path forward is prevented by America's constitutional machinery. By setting ambition against ambition, with an elaborate system of checks and balances, it prevents any single ambitious person from reconstructing the old republic. America's founders enjoyed a freedom of action far surpassing that of America's subsequent politicians. Eventually, ambitious people would come to learn that there's little one can do in politics, and that all merely political careers end in failure. The intellectual paralysis of self-knowledge has its counterpoint in the political paralysis embedded in our own open system of government. The new science of humanity must drive the idea of imitation or mimesis much further than it has in the past, according to Gerard. all cultural institutions beginning with the acquisition of language by children from their parents require this sort of mimetic activity and so it is not overly reductionist to describe human brains as gigantic imitation machines because humanity would not exist without imitation. One cannot say there is something wrong with imitation per se, or that those humans who imitate others are somehow inferior to those humans who do not. The latter group, according to Girard, simply does not exist, even though it remains the most cherished myth of a diverse array of modern ideologies to celebrate an utterly fictional human self that exists independent of everyone else. Nevertheless, the necessity of mimesis does not render it unproblematic. Conventionally, one tends to think of imitation as primarily representational, as in the learning of language and the transmission of various cultural institutions. But nothing prevents mimesis from extending into the acquisition realm or stops people from emulating the desires of others. In the process of keeping up with the Joneses, mimesis pushes people into escalating rivalry. This disturbing truth of mimesis may explain why the knowledge about mimesis remains rather suppressed in an almost unconscious way. Of all the mortal sins of medieval Catholicism, envy is the one closest to mimic rivalry, and it is the one mortal sin that still remains a cultural taboo, even in the most avant-garde postmodern circles. And finally, because the mimetic ability is more advanced in humans than in other animals, there exists in us no institutional breaks that are strong enough to limit the scope of such rivalry. Thus, at the core of mimetic account, there exists a mystery. What exactly happened in the distant past, when all the apes were reaching for the same object? A rivalry between mimetic doubles threatened to escalate into unlimited violence. The Christian statesman or stateswoman knows that the modern age will not be permanent, and ultimately will give way to something very different. One must never forget that one day all will be revealed, that all injustices will be exposed and that those who perpetrated them will be held to account. And so, in determining the correct mixture of violence and peace, a Christian statesman or stateswoman would be wise, in every case, decide what peace. There is no formula to answer the critical question of what constitutes a close case. That must be decided in every specific instance. It may well be that the cumulative decisions made in all those close instances will determine the destiny of the postmodern world, for that world could differ from the modern world in a way that is much worse, or much better. The limitless violence of runaway mimesis, or the peace of the kingdom of God,